Welcome to Cram Season, a podcast where I, a disheveled college student, attempts to explain things in 20 minutes or less. This episode is all about Alfred Adler. We'll go over their biographical history and key concepts in the best way I can teach my tiny brain how. And hopefully, they'll work for you too. And so, let's get into it. Oh, and a special notice for this episode, I am speaking especially low since I am in a somewhat noisy and public area. So we'll see how this goes. To begin, Adler's teachings are very much similar to a hero's journey a quest to achieve their final goal, but the means by which they achieve this may determine a good or bad ending. And with that in mind, here is our outline for this episode. First, Adler, the lone hero. Second, the backstory. Third, social interest, the motivation. Fourth, the journey, the hero striving towards the final goal. Fifth, living long enough to become the villain. And finally, the sixth, it's the journey, not the destination. And so, let us begin with Adler, the lone hero. Our protagonist, Alfred Adler, was born in 1870 in a town near Vienna, a second son of middle-class Jewish parents. Recalling the previous episode, he takes some ideas from Freud, and similarly, Adler took up medicine before becoming a charter member of Freud's organization in 1908. Indicative of the trail of broken hearts surrounding Freud, Adler left the Vienna Psychoanalytic Society in 1911 due to personal and professional differences with Freud. Adler then formed the Society for Individual Psychology. He was known for his lively speeches and keen understanding of family dynamics. Sadly, his poor writing may have prevented individual psychology from becoming as famous as Freud's psychoanalysis. Being a constantly sickly child at a young age, Adler believes people are born with weak, inferior bodies which causes inferiority and dependence on others. This leads to social interest, the ultimate psychological health standard according to Adler. In our story, this can be seen as the motivation. But before we track the great journey, we must touch bases with the backstory, which covers Adler's concepts of the style of life, creative power, family constellation, dreams, and early recollection. In relation to his concept of inferiority, Adler coined the term organ dialect to describe the frequent use of physical disorders to convey lifestyle. Think of it like the struggles of early life that build up character. This character is what is referred to as their style of life, the way a person strives. According to Adler, it is a pattern that is generally well established by the age of four or five. However, Adler thought that healthy people exhibited limited flexible behavior to change their style of life, known as creative power. And it's like the saying goes, and so, the foundations of personality, heredity, and environment influence style of life to some extent, but ultimately, people's creative power or the flexible behavior I mentioned earlier, which is known as their ability to freely choose a course of action, determines style of life. But the backstory doesn't stop there. According to Adler, family constellation, dreams, and early recollection built on top of the style of life. These are usually beyond the protagonist's control. 
Reminiscent of horoscopes, in a way, your fate is written in the stars. According to Adler, a person's sense of how they fit into their family is correlated with their way of living, and notably, their birth order. He says firstborns are more likely to feel superior, overprotective, and anxious. Secondborn children may have strong social interests if they avoid trying to outgrow their older sibling. Only children have traits of both the oldest and the youngest, but the sole youngest are coddled and lack independence. Moreover, Adler thought that dreams could offer solutions to issues that may arise in the future. However, this is not reliable, as dreams are often misinterpreted by the dreamer because they are disguised to trick them. Finally, asking people about their earliest memories is a more accurate way to determine lifestyle. According to Adler, people project their current way of life onto their earliest memories, which serve as templates. These memories don't have to be exact accounts of early happenings in order to be psychologically significant because they show how the person is currently seeing the world. The style of life is moved by motivation to reach their goal. This motivation is more commonly known in Adlerian psychology as social interest and motivation. Human behavior has value to the extent that it is motivated by social interest, that is, a feeling of oneness with all of humanity. Conscious and unconscious processes are unified and operate to achieve a single goal. This could be love, world peace, or riches galore. However, there is more than what meets the eye. The part of our goal that we do not clearly understand is unconscious. The part of our goal that we fail to fully comprehend is the conscious. Although social interest exists as potentiality in all people, it must be fostered in a social environment. For example, if you were raised in an environment which rewarded violence as a means of survival, your social interest may be less fostered. Adler says that social interest is the sole criterion of human values. And this is how you should judge the value of everything you do. Societies couldn't exist if people didn't care about each other, and people in the past couldn't have lived without working together to stay safe. Even now, a baby's helplessness makes it more likely to bond with a caring person. When the protagonist is fueled with social interest to reach their goal, they can now begin there. The journey is the hero striving towards the final goal. This covers Adler's concepts of superiority or success and masculine protest. Adler thought that all actions are meant to achieve one goal. When viewed through the lens of that single goal, actions that seem to go against each other can be seen to be self-consistent. Like the ups and downs of a journey, protagonists are motivated by their fictions as well. What people think will happen in the future, Adler thought that fictions affect how people act because people act as if they are true. Adler put more weight on teleology than on causality, which means that he tried to explain behavior in terms of its goals for the future rather than its causes in the past. 
people act based on how they see the world, not how it really is. Fueling that sweet, sweet potential for hubris. And this hubris is manifested if they choose one among the final goals and are suggested the desire of success or superiority. The end goal, whether it's success or superiority, is what brings people together and gives their actions meaning. As you can guess by now, the driving force linked with hubris is personal gain or superiority, otherwise it is the good of the group or success. Adler used the term masculine protest, which suggests a desire to be in charge or to control others. But he soon gave up on masculine protest as a universal drive, though he still used it in his theory of abnormal development in a limited way. The idea came from where both men and women sometimes put too much emphasis on how important it is to be manly. The idea that women are less important than men is not based on their bodies, but on how society has changed over time and how people have learned to treat each other. If you choose the route of superiority, you're usually bundled with people with mental health problems who try to be better than everyone else and don't care about others. Even though they may seem to care about other people, their main goal is to help themselves. And at the end of their journey, they may have reached their goal, but at a cost, leading to their final goal only dimly realized. Meanwhile, if you choose the route of success, you are bundled with people who are mentally healthy who want the best for everyone, but they don't lose who they are in the process. At the end of their journey, they fully achieve their final goal in alignment with their social interests. But what happens to those who dimly realize their goal? For those who falter along the way to success, well, as the saying goes, is either you die as a hero or living long enough to become the villain. This covers Adler's concepts of abnormal development and maladjustment. Healthy people are not the only ones with creative ability. People who are unhealthy also develop their own personalities. Each of us has the freedom to select a useful or useless way of living, choose the useless way, and you lead down towards the path of what Adler coined as abnormal development. Lack of social interest is the main cause of abnormal development. Additionally, those who lead useless lifestyles frequently have the following traits. Either have one or a combination of lofty goals, a dogmatic outlook on life, or a closed off private world. Backstory also plays a role in choosing this path. Three elements related to abnormal development were listed by Adler. Exaggerated physical deficiencies, which, while they do not in and of themselves result in abnormal development, may contribute to it by inducing subjective and exaggerated feelings of inferiority. Two, a pampered way of life, which increases the desire to develop a long-term parasitic relationship with the mother or a mother substitute. And three, a neglected way of life, which fosters mistrust of other people. As you move along to your goal, you can't help but turn back to what you've gone through and realize that it's the journey, not the destination. This covers Adler's concept of safeguarding tendencies, both neurotic 
and normal people fabricate symptoms to safeguard their fragile self-esteem. No hero is ever complete without some form of traumatic event. According to Adler, these protective tendencies uphold a neurotic way of living and shield a person from humiliation in front of others. Three main safeguarding tendencies are justifications, which allow people to maintain their exaggerated sense of self-worth. Number two, aggression, which can manifest as undervaluing others' experiences blaming others for one's own failures or self-blame. And three, withdrawal, which can be expressed by psychologically going backward, stopping, hesitating, or creating barriers. But living under the saying, the aim of Adlerian therapy is to establish a therapeutic alliance that encourages social interest thereby building purpose within an individual and the life that you have been living turned out be your happy ending conclusion the list that follows is an adaptation of adler's final declaration on individual psychology and it summarizes what we generally learned in this episode the pursuit of success or superiority is the only dynamic force influencing people's behavior subjective perceptions of people influence their behavior and personalities personality is self-contained and cohesive it is important to consider the social interest when evaluating the value of all human activity an individual's way of life is shaped by their self-consistent personality structure. And finally, people's creative abilities can shape their way of life. Again, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode. I know it's a bit weird with me whispering. It's very much ASMR in a way, but perhaps maybe you'd like it and it doesn't seem so bad. But let me know what you think. Feel free to review, share, comment, and interact with this episode in any way. And I will be sure to message you back and have an interaction with you as well. And without further ado, thank you and see you later.